This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Our time is five minutes after two o'clock. Welcome to uh, the last hour of uh, the Power Zone, the Thursday installment of uh, the show uh, this morning. Uh, we're going to be uh, going into our career corner uh, this morning, and this is where we get a master class into the career field of quantity surveying. So, Nosia Bonga Mongani is our guest uh, this morning. Uh, she's a registered uh, professional quantity surveyor uh, who school us, just let us in in terms of uh, the uh, do's and the don'ts and integrities and what uh, this particular space of work uh, is all about. So you at home, uh, you're welcome to join in. We are on 0861-987-000 this morning. Uh, there by X, uh, we go by at uh, Power FM 987 at Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Look, I've, I've already retired you. I've said... <laughs> I have that one. <laughs> I'm like, Nosiobong is going to kill me here. Dude, what are you saying? But I'm hoping that uh, you're well and we're going to be uh, just easing into the conversation, uh, getting candid and just learning mm. a lot around uh, the profession of quantity survey. Yes. Okay. Now, thank you so much yeah. for inviting me. I'm, I'm really honored. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, no, we really appreciate you uh, giving us your time. Uh, this morning, I was saying to uh, the young ones that uh, if you are listening right now and you want to go into this space, this is where you tend to pay uh, attention as much as you can uh, because we're going to draw as much uh, from you, uh, you know, where this field of work is concerned. Uh, tell us about uh, when you got into uh, this space. How long have you been uh, doing a quantity surveying or being a quantity surveyor and 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 what entails this particular career field okay thank you um um i've got about 17 years of experience mm. in quantity surveying um i studied around uh, 2000 completed my studies uh 2003 with a btech in quantity surveying mm. And it is a profession that at the time I find, I always say I found myself in the, within the profession because as we would all know that uh, people like ourselves from historically disadvantaged backgrounds, mm. we didn't have much knowledge when it comes to quantum surveying. So I did my BTEC. At the time it was PE Technicon where, where I did my quantum surveying um, degree. Mm. And then from there um, I found a job in Cape Town. Uh, so I've been working for a very long time in the Western Cape, uh, about 13 years there as a quantum surveyor. And that's where I got my training, um, which also allowed me to become entirely a professional quantum surveyor. So I went through a, a form of training, yeah. which is um, supported by our council that I'm currently leading. Yeah. It is called the South African Council for the Quantum Surveying Profession. So that's where yeah. I got uh, the training based on their requirements. I registered 2010. I'm now a professional quantity surveyor, and my passion is always on mentoring our young ones, make sure, making mm. sure that we fulfill the transformation agenda. Yeah. So I think that's where I am, please. 
Ah, that is so great. 17 years. So you've been at it and I see that you're leading this organization, uh, meaning that you're in it to ensure uh, that as much as you uh, go about it, you also uh, pass on uh, the skills, you encourage young ones to come into uh, this space. And like you said, uh, the previously uh, disadvantaged uh, young people that would want to come, uh, you know, or see themselves through you. Uh, this is where then we get the best out of uh, this particular space. And, and your name is nice, by the way. No siya bonga, you know. I was like, no siya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always used to. Yeah, that's me. No siya bonga. I think used... anyone who encounters me, they must be grateful. <laughs> of course. So yeah, no, we really appreciate I try you. Try to live up to that name. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually getting it from this side that you know you are indeed living up uh, to this name. But maybe break it down for us uh, in terms of uh, those that don't understand uh, what this career space is all about. I mean, I would say that it's an interlink between what architects do, what consulting engineers do, what contractors do in, in this particular space and we find you. So, so what, what, what does a, a quantity surveyor do? What do you wake up to go to when you wake up in the morning? I would wake up and say, hey, I'm going to grab a mic, I'm going to radio. So when, when you wake up as a quantity surveyor, what is it that fascinates you? Where do you go to? Okay, as, as a quant surveyors, we have an, a knowledge or expert knowledge when it comes to construction costs. Mm. We advise our clients as well when it comes to contracts. You've just mentioned um, our fellow co- uh, professionals within mm. the space of construction, the architects, the engineers. So they would give us the drawings. We mm. are the ones that quantify those drawings and to inform our clients how much uh, the project will cost. And not only that, we have an ability to provide what we call value for money principles, mm. where we, we provide alternative ways of, of building, where we are looking at the past of our, of our client, making sure that there's they, always value for money, especially for me, which is a space that I'm currently at, uh, is when it comes to government projects, we are there to ensure value for money. Yeah. We know engineers, we architects, they always design, they will go overboard, but we are the ones who are able to say, no, let's do this, um, <laughs> ensuring that there is always value for money. Uh, so we are, that's where we are. So we are involved from the inception up until the completion stage of construction, managing uh, our projects, ensuring that they are within the budget. Value for, money, value for money, value for money. Yeah, that that is what what really hooked me there. Uh, but but what does one study uh, when you want to become an architect? Do you study engineering? Do you what what, what do you study? Is there a course uh, that is quantity surveying? And that is a course on its own. Uh, like I did journalism, uh, so I'm a journalist, and and yeah. that's that is the course. So with quantity surveying, how does it work? With quant surveying, uh, fortunately in this country, we have universities, our traditional universities. They offered um, degrees in quant surveying. So you can get that. And also you can get, like myself, I did a BTEC from the University of Technologies. And now our University of Technologies, they no longer offer BTEC degrees, but they offer advanced diplomas mm. in quant surveying. So if you've got a degree from a university, or an University of Technology within the quantizing space that will allow you to become a quantizer. And then you can register to our council, which is the institution that I'm currently leading, 
it will assist you to become a, a professionally registered quantity surveyor. Mm. So, so really, uh, when you look at it, uh, there's a greater value to you uh, also ensuring that you uh, position yourself for the better in going into this space professionally, studying, and, and, and that's what we would encourage. But then we see you also leading this organization, and this is more uh, where we where we tend to see more of you uh, pushing for that mentorship and the skills transfer uh, where this particular uh, field is concerned. Uh, tell us about the organization, SACQSUP. Uh, really, when you look at it, how, how has it been uh, going in terms of the professional body that you're leading here? Okay, so it's, yeah, it's a Southern Council for the Quantitative Profession. Mm. We are a statutory body that has been established uh, according to our Act, Quantitative Act 49 of 2000. So our role is just to manage um, issues of registration and managing also the, the Quantitative Profession in its entirety. So that's our role. Mm. So my role um, as a more, more a chair of the board by our act and that's who we are so um, my, I'm, I'm very fortunate and I'm also very um, honored to be the chair of this board because of my passion when it comes to issues of mentorship so it, it will allow me to ensure that we fulfill that man, that mandate transforming our, our profession which is not which is not transformed that's the reality mm. even the construction industry as a whole we are not transformed mm. so to see myself leading and ensuring that we bring more youth into the profession. There's awareness. I mean, for me to be even to be here, I think I'm the first president to be interviewed. So it's mm-hmm. our, it's my vision just to ensure that we are visible. We promote the profession. We inform our people of what we are all about. And if they want to take any form, and maybe they want to partake in this in this in this profession, our youth they are welcome. So that's mm-hmm. that's who we are. Thank yeah, you. and also when you look at it, Nosia Bonga, the issue of infrastructure development becomes very, very important in terms of how then we see well-needed interventions in this particular space. You're talking about the lack of transformation over time, but we are so glad that we have organizations like yours that are ensuring that you're pushing for this transformation. You're really resolute around the skills transfer and ensuring that you open the doors for young ones that would want to come into this particular space where where are we lagging where are we still actually experiencing the gaps in terms of this particular space where we'll need to actually set our focus on especially in terms of ensuring or being intentional about that transformation yeah for me um it's when we're looking at um, government departments mm. state-owned entities municipalities and that's where I believe that there is a lack of capacity, mm. and where I believe that that's where the need is. Uh, there is a desperate need for a change. So, for my focus is to say that, especially as the U.S. profession council, mm. is to find ways uh, having investing time and money when it comes to investment of training. And that is mentorship programs. We need to have mentorship programs that will support uh, government employees, uh, those that are working in these state-owned entities, because some of them, they don't even know the, the, what one needs to become a professional mm. registered uh, person. So that's where we are. We are currently engaging with even construction companies. We've got quite a number of graduates that have degrees 
but because of the exposure that they currently have, they cannot meet the standard that has been set by our council. So we are finding ways, having for me, is to having structured mentorship programs that will support those that are coming from construction uh, uh, construction companies and also that are, that we find from our government institutions or government department and municipalities. And that's where the gap is. And I believe that we need to really prioritize that and it will ensure that we advance as a, as a sector. Mm. And also when you look at it, I mean, it becomes important for us to then also just go into this particular space to see how South Africa's construction sector has been doing over time uh, compared to uh, others in, in, in other nations. Uh, could it be that, you know, maybe probably for us to flourish the most uh, would need a greater emphasis coming from and support coming from a government also working with the private sector uh, to balance things here and ensure at least that this credibility that is linked uh, to the construction space uh, in the space that you operate? No, definitely. We need collaboration from government and private sector. And for us to achieve this day, we cannot work in silence. We need to work in collaboration. So Mm -hmm. I believe that private sector and public sector collaboration is key to advance the, the sector. Uh, and also, as we were talking about uh, issues of transformation and some of the uh, developments or, or you know happenings within this sector, what came to mind is uh, this uh, challenge that we've seen also a government talking about uh, the prevalence of the construction mafia. So when you see what is happening in this space, uh, that tends to really dent uh, the work uh, that you're doing as uh, you know a quantity uh, surveyors. You're talking about issues of uh, going to the ground going to the site and looking at construction costs, contract and the likes, the quantity you know, drawings and the likes, the value for money and those principles where this is concerned. But all of this won't matter if there's someone that is hampering that process that is standing in the way of this project finding its feet. So, so let us in on how then has it been navigating this career path where then are we seeing this challenge and cited even by government as a problem that they are experiencing in their own uh, you know objectives or or what they are set out to do in the delivery of services the construction mafia yeah the construction mafia is, is a real threat to the construction industry and i don't think we all of us we have a solution i think we it's something that we need to work uh it is not only a construction, I believe, only a construction challenge, but it's a social challenge. Mm-hmm. So it, it requires us as, as, as professionals within the construction sector to go beyond the tradition where we were only looking at, uh, for myself as a QS, mm-hmm. my only expertise when it was a twin comes to financial aspects, but now we need to have an understanding of the social impact aspects when we when we are embarking on this uh, infrastructure project. So it's a challenge that I don't think we have is one solution to it, but it's something that as a collective with government, uh, politicians, we need to find a solution. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, no, that is uh, definitely the collaboration uh, becomes very important here uh, when you are dealing with something as organized as uh, some cartel or a mafia of some sort uh, where then you need greater uh, emphasis to uh, the collaboration uh, working with law enforcement so everyone can be on uh, the same page and uh, looking at your uh, industry as well it becomes very important in terms of the economy and 
and where we find ourselves, uh, the construction uh, industry. Uh, I mean, you hear a lot of sectors saying that they're still trying to pick up uh, the pieces from uh, COVID-19 and what uh, that standstill uh, did to a lot of sectors here. The construction industry, how are we faring? Are we picking up the numbers uh, uh, pre-COVID in terms of our outputs or are we still seeing a lot that needs to be done here as we try to play a catch-up where our economy is concerned? We are also trying to get a form of catch-up. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some pro- progress, but I believe there's more that we still need. We, we're still struggling uh, as a profession, mm-hmm. but there is some steady growth, um, I, I believe, within the sector. Mm-hmm. What happened? Uh, did we see then uh, projects stop? Uh, maybe uh, people, if you had, uh, you had uh, probably uh, your, the, your, the contract said it's March to December, uh, and then there's nothing, you know, happening in this time. We had those lockdowns and the locks. Uh, do we see then projects stop? Uh, do we see you struggling even then to get material to uh, these particular spaces? Uh, what was happening around uh, that particular period? There was a lot of stoppages uh, when it comes to our projects at the time, but there were some that were not, uh, it, it was it was more like some that were, were deemed to be prioritized, high priority. Those were not stopped. But there was a, a bit of a challenge, and especially when it comes to COVID-19 requirements, which mm-hmm. was something that we're not used to, how to, to make sure as quantity surveys there's value for money. So there was a lot of negotiation that was done to make sure that we, we, we ensure we still adhere to the value for money principles at the time. And there were quite a number of projects that, that were stopped. Mm, yeah, no, it, it, it's a lot. There's a lot mm. uh, that uh, really a lot of people uh, found themselves having to also change tech in the way that they mm. do things. Do you see uh, some projects getting cancelled as well? Uh, do you see some people saying that, uh, you know, there's no longer any money now uh, to see this through? So we're changing directions. Do you often maybe in the middle of a project uh, get someone that would say that oh, as much as we had, uh, you know, anticipated that this is how uh, the project is going to go as a quantity surveyor please advise us on how then we can you know you know move in a way that we'll still see this through and not compromise it all together do, do we see you finding yourself in that space where you're giving advices as well uh, to those that are leading these projects to say uh, no i foresee danger here and there if you don't do this and that maybe probably you're going to run out of funds or uh, you're going to uh, lose your manpower because uh, this is not practical in terms of your approach here? Oh, yes, we do advise, especially when it comes to financial control. Mm. We go as far as indicating how much the project will cost and and, and also managing the, the time uh, or making sure that the project is also completed on time. So we are the ones that advise them that if you stop, uh, these are the challenges that you will experience. If we, we have issues where the, the, it will be the con- it's either the contractor or the compl- or the client that is at fault, so we always advise that as a. As 
Okay, Nusia Bonga's line just did something there. I'm going to take Nusia Bonga back to Livu, our content producer, and then we'll come back and continue with this particular conversation here. But very important is this field, and we were getting a little bit of a masterclass in terms of how do you actually then go about it and the work that they're doing there, just ensuring that one really gets the best out of this profession. They are the South African Council for the Quantity Surveying Profession. And this is uh, their leader here, Nosia Bonga uh, Mongani. Yeah, Nosia Bonga, you know, we are all uh, victims of load shedding and it's trying to dent and dim our light uh, this morning. It's not going to prosper. Let's continue. Oh, okay, no apologies there. Yeah, I'm currently low shedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the reality. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse. Okay. okay. No, as I was saying that we, we provide uh, financial uh, advice yeah. and contractual advice to our clients. So we are the ones that are able to tell them that if you do this, these are the, these are the financial implications. Mm-hmm. So that's the advice, making sure that projects are completed on time. There are instances where projects are not, um, there are delays. A delay could be as a result of a client or a contractor. So if it's a client, you are able to advise them that if you continue with this, this is what will be due to the contractor. So we have that contractual ability or skill to analyze our 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 contract our client of our 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 contracts to advise both clients and contractors. So that's the ability that we have to ensure that projects are completed in time. We also have in our projects there will be claims claims from the contractor where a contractor can indicate that this item was not part of the of the contract so i need to be compensated for it mm-hmm. we come in we, ver- we verify that evaluate it and be, and be able to say this is what is due to you so those, that's the that's the advice that we, we provide and also on issues of budgeting our our um, our clients making sure that they have proper budget that we don't stop projects because there is not enough money. So we have an ability to assist our clients when it comes to budgeting and managing their budget. That's where we come from. Have financial, uh, we, we call them financial uh, control systems, uh, cost reports where we, we inform our clients where the status of the project. So those are the abilities that we offer and we are trained as, as quantity surveyors to bring and to provide that advice and support mm. to both the client and the contractor because we are the middlemen between these two parties. Oh, that that's great. How, how did the research conference go? Was it a success? Oh, oh I was not aware you. Oh, that is a surprise. Thank you for that. Yeah, it went very well. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> that, that's great. Because yeah. also when I was doing a little bit of background and research and preparing for our, our interview <laughs> this morning, I saw that, you know, you do a lot of programs. And, and, and I guess this becomes very important in terms of youth development, where mm-hmm. then you share ideas. It's a festival of ideas, young, old, those that are, want to go into this space uh, to just talk about uh, these things and be 
we're seeing you also roping in technology because we're moving into this particular space as well. How important is it that we push for youth development for the next generation of quantity surveyors here in South Africa and for them to also find themselves attending such conferences and mingling and meeting with like-minded or people like you, those that have been in the space for quite some time so we can just draw our wisdom and position ourselves to become the best way quantity surveying is concerned? For me, it's very, it's, it's, it's important yeah. because it really ensures sustainability of the quantity surveying profession. Mm. So it's important that we have our youth, they form part of these consensus. And for me, if I can be honest, I, I believe that whilst you are improving or we are, we are providing access to our youth, it's important that we always have diversity and inclusion. Mm. Have those that have the experience, they must welcome our youth, make sure that they are properly trained, and also we should not also, whilst we are opening a space for our youth and also threaten those that are part of it. So we need to mm. form some form of diversity and inclusion where the youth is welcomed. Our Those that are already within the profession, they must provide structures and support the youth, ensuring that they are properly trained. You know, our industry is very competitive, if, if I would be to be honest. Mm. So it's important who has trained you. It's important that we give them quality training that will allow them to advance within the profession. If we are also very, uh, we are world recognized uh, mm. as a profession. So anyone who's registered within the, the quantifying uh, council, our council, you can go anywhere. We are well recognized. Mm. So for me, it's important that we give quality training to our youth to ensure that they advance themselves. So mm. that's, that's what I believe in. For the advancement and mm. the sustainability of the profession, we, we need to invest in youth development. Look, I can actually feel it in your voice uh, that you're very passionate about this uh, and it goes a long way, right, uh, in terms of ensuring that uh, we safeguard uh, this particular profession. It doesn't cease to exist and we ensure that the quality is intact uh, in yes. the future of those that are coming uh, into this particular space. How do we follow your work as I let you go, Nosia Bonga, uh, this morning? How does one actually form part of the uh, SA Council for the quantity surveying profession and what, what, what really are the greater benefits to one uh, just organizing and forming part of this particular movement? Okay, to form part of our of our council, mm. first you need to have a degree in quantity surveying as I've mentioned mm. and then you can register, if you've got a degree, you can register as a candidate quantity surveyor and that's where we you are in embarking in a training of becoming a professionally registered quantity surveyor. Mm. So when you are already registered professional quantity surveyor, then it's important for you to be registered under our body. And because without registering within the quantity surveying, then we will not be allowed to 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 call yourself a quantity surveyor. Mm. So we are a statutory body that regulates the space. So it's important that anyone who calls himself a quantity surveyor is registered. It's either you're a candidate quantity surveyor who should be embarking on the training or you're already registered professional quantity surveyor in good standing within our our council. So it's important to register there. So that's, 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 mm. that's who we are. We are a statutory body. Nice. And, and can I, I verify if, uh, let's say, mm. Nosia Bonga is a, a, you know, a, a bogus uh, quantity surveyor or not through your uh, website, uh, what, what 
what do I get? We've, we've seen, we've had stories, we've seen stories, uh, really. So we need to protect uh, the profession as well. Uh, so so do, we, uh, do I get uh, to maybe put in your name and then check if this person uh, forms part of uh, your, uh, you know, council uh, so that I can actually ensure that I'm getting the best out of their services? Yes, you can contact our office, ah. uh, can contact our registrar. She's more of a CEO, her office. You can just to verify the person if whether they are registered with us. And it's also important as a client, you can request what we call a letter of court standing. Mm. So the letter of court standing, you are able, we've got what is called a privacy, where you can send your own school, uh, your own house. Uh, so you are able to see whether you scan that and it takes you, it leads you to a website. And that's how we can verify whether a person is registered or not. So it's important even for clients, I'm talking now even when it comes to public sector, mm. that when you appoint anyone, make sure that there is a letter of good standing which is issued by our council and also verify with our council. If you cannot do it yourself, you can just verify that with our council. Mm. And, and for those young ones, they can just reach out to your, uh, the council uh, for maybe shadowing or for just work or something that would help them get a little bit of an edge as they're starting towards becoming a professional here. No, yes, they can They can do that. Um, around August this year, we also had an initiative where we called the Take a Girl Child. We took uh, girls from uh, Gauteng province, mm. from our township public, uh, public schools, uh, high schools, where we also did some form of job shadowing just to um, inform them what quantum surveying is all about mm. because not everyone understands. When you talk about architects or engineers, mm. at least one has an idea what is an architect or an engineer. But when it comes to quantity surveying, there's a lot of, of, of promotion that we need to to ensure that our the, our young ones, they understand it. So we did that. So it's an initiative that we'll continue doing. And uh, just to make sure that we are visible, we promote the profession and also for the growth of the quantity surveying profession. No, Siabonga, thank you very much, Siabonga. Thank you for your time <laughs> this morning and for just schooling us. I'm sure you've made a lot of people uh, really to be excited about uh, this uh, particular career field, making quantity surveying uh, fashionable. Uh, this is what we are pushing uh, this morning. And uh, through you, uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of young ones that are going to uh, still learn and just ensure that they position themselves to get the best out of uh, this particular space. I would advise them uh, to... Uh, visit your website and confirm if indeed that's the case it's www.sacqsp.org.za that's correct and that's correct and please they must come in we we mm. have a huge gap we need to transform the profession yes. so there's a need for more young people historic especially from those that are coming mm. from historically disadvantaged backgrounds to mm. transform our profession yeah. so i will welcome them Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, there we go. Because uh, you often hear a lot of people saying that you need to do your research. There are a lot of people that are writing their metric exams mm-hmm. now. Or maybe you need to consider uh, just doing more research and uh, just finding out about uh, the work that you're doing. So next year, uh, you can register and then you study towards becoming a quantity uh, surveyor. No, Siabonga, uh, thank you very much for your time. Don't be a stranger. Uh, please, when we reach out uh, to you uh, on, on issues that are pertaining to what you do, uh, please don't be shy to come back. Is it? No, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the, the invite and thank you so much. I enjoyed it, I must say. Thank yeah, no, so I really appreciate your energy and your time as well. Enjoy the rest of your day.
Okay, you too. Thank you so much. Sure. Nosia Bonga uh, Mongani coming through there as a registered uh, professional quantity surveyor uh, and also uh, the leader, the president of the South African Council uh, for the Quantity Surveying Profession, uh, speaking to us uh, this morning, uh, giving us a masterclass around what they do, uh, where we find this career path uh, here in South Africa and what needs to be done uh, really to ensure that we groom and we develop uh, those young ones, uh, the next generation of quantity surveyors here in South Africa. You heard from her saying there's a gap and there's a space there. So, yeah, they often hear of redundant career paths where then you're not guaranteed a job when you graduate. Maybe it's time for you to look into going into quantity surveying because she's saying there's a lot that needs to be done there, especially around the space of transformation. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.